You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. the Nursepreneur podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so Chris, you are the co-founder and CNO of IntelliCare. Tell us about IntelliCare, what it is, and, and how you got started in this. Sure. So IntelliCare is a workforce management slash on-demand uh, nursing platform. We concentrate on filling shifts in a per diem sense for long-term care facilities, particularly. That's our niche. Um, so I started it back about three and a half years ago and I was working in a long-term acute care hospital um, and we were being mandated pretty frequently. Um, I was actually a union rep and I did some nurse informatics too. So I was working in the tech side. I was trying to implement, you know, EMARs as well as trying to bring in other platforms to try to fight for uh, the nurses. And there was really no good solutions out there. Um, so, you know, I started working, I was working in the, the IT side as well. And the director of IT was doing some startups. Um, he was doing some sensor stuff and I was doing some home care stuff. So we, we actually decided that time, uh, let's jump together and we were actually going to try to Uberize home care. Um, we thought it was kind of the easy in um, to get going. Um, much less hard than actually working with uh, some of the business clients, getting some small clients and working our way up. So we started um, dabbling down the home care side and then we stumbled back um, in the long-term care side and realized that that was really the client that needed this platform. Um, long-term care was is a field where there's you know smaller facilities, not as much resources. Um, and when somebody calls out, there's really just nobody to replace them. So we transitioned over to that after about six months. And ever since then, we've been thriving um, as far as, you know, there's, there's need for last minute coverage, you know, in most all facilities that we've actually come and encountered with so far. So how does your system work? Like, how does it uh, get that on-demand coverage? Sure. Uh, we developed it ourselves. Um, so, you know, it was from the ground up when we first developed it, it looked kind of fake. It didn't have a great functionality. It didn't have a great look to it. Um, but we've been, you know, adding additions, you know, uh, we were doing weekly updates for, for about two years um, on adding different types of GPS functionalities, different type of messaging systems, engagement. Um, so it's, it's similar to a, an, an Uber-ish model um, of an app. We have the mobile app and we have the client side functionality where they have their schedule. And then we have our operations side, um, which is the internal credentialing, recruiting, and kind of uh, running the operations staffing side of the business. So it's, it's three sides. Um, and, you know, every week we're making new updates based on feedback um, from both clients and nurses um, to make it better. Okay. So let's say uh, I'm a manager of a, a post-acute uh, health system and somebody calls out mm -hmm. what do I do do I, I just down I have your app and I, presumably I have a an account with you and I can just another nurse will magically appear <laughs> yeah it's, it's <laughs> magic <laughs> uh, yeah so it's it's we have the mobile app for the the clients that's actually something that they recently um, wanted because a lot of uh, skilled nursing facility and smaller facilities the schedulers actually work as multiple hats as well they're walking around doing different type of supplies so 
they jump on our app, they jump on our platform, uh, put a request in. Um, and for those last minute requests, what we, we usually do is we actually have a, a premium charge so we can pay nurses more, um, which is great. So there's kind of the, the nurse that really likes to just pick up last minute shifts and also the other, other nurses that pick up four or five days ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, so for those facilities that, that are requesting last minute where we're surging the price and we're also working with clients to, to agree upon those prices, um, to get a higher fill rate. So it's, it's notifications, it's um, in-app notification, text message notification, also finding out when nurses wanna work so they subscribe to different facilities of when uh, shifts come in. Uh, a lot of different you know, uh, engagement tactics to get nurses to pick up shifts and um, kind of that sweet match. Right, and what kind of engagement tactics do you have? <laughs> yeah, so right now we use a gamification in our app, which is a level system. Um, it allows us to allow allows nurses to get additional bonuses and early notifications for the shifts they want um, so it's kind of a, a tiered system which is is really tracked around um, reliability that's kind of a big factor in our business um, our business is really you know work for IntelliCare for a, a part-time role, but also have your other role that's usually your number one. Um, and you know, sometimes telling a nurse that, hey, this is your number two, they take it a little bit less serious. So we've built um, positive reinforcement um, that tracks if you work consecutively and you don't call out of the shifts you take, um, you'll move up from gold to silver to gold to platinum. And at platinum, you're getting different bonuses for completing shifts um, without calling out, with being on time and getting high star ratings. So I think that's that's really our engagement right now, but we continue to do promotions and different types of, of bonuses and rewards um, within the platform. Yeah, that sounds like a great model for our staff nurses where it is their primary job. <laughs> you know, just, uh, I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so what came first here? I mean, do you have to go out and recruit nurses first? Do you go out and get clients first and, you know, just kind of bringing them together? It's, it seems like a, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I guess they call it the chicken and the egg around here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's really the, the key to, you know, staffing, you know, being as successful as a staffing business. You know, we use technology to make it operationally more efficient for both sides. Um, but, you know, as we go into new markets, it's really kind of recruiting ahead of time, knowing that you're going to have clients in that area. Um, because nurses will become disengaged if you don't have shifts that are ready for them. So if I go through this whole entire credentialing process, I do all this training, I do all this competency test, and then all of a sudden I look in the app and there's no assignments for me, uh, you know, it's going to be two or three weeks before I delete your app. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, we've, we've expanded into um, six or seven states now. Um, and, you know, every little city that we go to, it's, it's a new micro market with a whole new group of nurses. So, you know, it's, it's predicting well and being confident that you can get facilities and you're already going ahead of there trying to find out the market if there's, you know, need for what are we looking for in this market? Is there more CNA demand versus LPN demand or RN demand? Um, and then recruiting at the same time as signing up clients. So I think that if I had that figured out, um, you know, we'd be growing our business much faster. <laughs> but I think that's, that's really, you know, the, the key to be successful in staffing is having both supply and demand in a two-side marketplace ready to go. So did you have any idea when you were starting this business kind of what this road was going to look like, or has this been something that's just uh, been crazy for you? Uh, it's been crazy. Um, you know, when I, I started it 
you know, out of my basement, um, my little basement apartment in Boston. Um, it's like a one bedroom or studio. Um, and then, you know, as we've, we've moved up, it was kind of a one or two man operation. We brought in a couple other co-founders. Um, and then from there, you know, I think we, we, we brought the right people on um, to help scale the business. Um, and since we really brought the right people on and kind of started filling in spots, you know, the growth that we've seen is, is something that I, I probably more dreamed of. Um, but you know, it's happened. And as, as you grow, you realize you have to kind of fit new roles. You know, I'm not taking on 10 different roles. I was when we were starting off in the basement. Um, you know, we've progressed and I've, I've got to hire people that were, um, more experienced than myself, um, that were more focused, that had more experience in that particular role. Um, and now, you know, we're at a point where, you know, I'm actually focusing back in on, on a clinical, clinical side, which is, you know, actually kind of my thing, which is great. Um, but before it's, you know, you were taking on so many roles that you almost didn't have time. You always had to jump in. What, what was the most important right now? Mm-hmm. But now it, we're at the point right now where we can really focus in on clinical quality, clinical education, um, different types of engagements, you know, platforms just particularly for nurses. So I think, um, did I expect to be where I am right now? Yes, because I set myself with very, very high expectations. Um, but has it changed? Um, you know, everything I've done changed and I had to evolve with all the changes. Absolutely. Yeah. So you started out, was it you and, and one other person or was this all just you at one point? Yeah, it was, it was the, uh, the director of IT from the hospital I was working at, the long-term acute care hospital, which is kind of in between, between acute and long-term care. Um, it was me and him, we were bootstrapping, um, for a good year, um, you know, making pennies, um, you know, living off of ramen noodles. And I think, um, we brought on two other co-founders, um, one really, um, really amazing at sales. The other one was really, um, came from a, a technology side and he's kind of brought up big businesses. You kind of need that, you know, experienced business individual that can kind of come in, you know, raise some, some funds um, to grow the business and also has the experience of growing big teams really to be successful. Cause you know, everyone thinks, well, not everyone thinks, but a lot of people think that, you know, you can start a business and all of a sudden you'll, you kind of control it um, or at least you'll have power and you really know what, what's going on. But if you haven't done it before, um, and you try to kind of say like, I'm going to be the CEO and I'm going to take control of this business and grow it to a hundred million dollars. Um, I think, I think the chances of that happening are very, very, very slim. Um, if you try to do it on your own, but if you bring some other resources in that have already done it before, you have a much higher uh, rate of success. Yeah. That, and that's kind of a hard thing too, is to know when the right moment is to bring people in and bringing in the right people, because yeah. a lot of times, especially when you first start out, and you're sharing kind of the expenses of a business, it's, you just want a warm body. But as the business starts to grow, you realize that your partner really needs to be strategic. So having an IT guy to pair up with you was a great idea. The sales guy probably was an awesome idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it seems like, oh, I'll just go tell everybody about it. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, did you struggle to get your first clients? Um, I think when we were working in home care, I think we were, um, it's a very competitive landscape and you, you lose clients too, because they pass away, you know, in, when we switched over to staffing, I think that we were in the right area, um, that there were some local facilities around us that were kind of desperate. Um, you know, not saying they were bad facilities. Um, they were great. I, you know, I was one of the nurses that was working all the first shifts. Um, 
they were great. It's just, they're so small. They're kind of mom and pop type, you know, nursing facilities. And they saw this and they said, Oh my, you know, my staffing partner, they'll fill a shift in two or three weeks. And you know, when we we were kind of uh, make it until you fake it into fake it until you make it when we uh, started off and you know we were saying yeah we'll fill your shift today or tomorrow and that was obviously me jumping in there and filling their <laughs> shift um, but you know that's that's the other part of the supply it wasn't there yet but we still sold we we met the supply because I was running it on my own and then we started building the supply and then you know I had to do that a couple of different times you know jumping into different facilities and kind of be very very involved when we started um, I think I. You know, I might have worked a thousand hours, you know, in, in six months, which is you're trying to do the, the business and you're trying to be the product of the business. Um, so a lot of sleepless nights and covering call outs and things like that. Um, but yeah, the, the first couple of clients, we, we found the areas that need us the most. Um, and sometimes it requires some travel, but it, it's, a, it's definitely a market that there's some need. There's definitely competition there, but if you can provide that, that unique advantage, um, you should be able to to get going if you have the right team to support you. Yeah, and that there's that's definitely a unique advantage in an on-demand system, and I can imagine nurses would like that too. Like I, I think I would like that uh, if I was still doing nursing shifts. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I don't have anything to do this afternoon. Maybe I'll pick up like five hundred bucks or whatever it is. You know, exactly. Yeah. Shift. Yeah, there's. I mean, our our range of nurses. We do CNAs, LPNs, and RNs. So there's a, a wide spectrum. Um, and some, you know, the RNs, they're in graduate school, they're getting their nurse practitioner. Um, they just had a baby and they can't commit themselves to, you know, working a full time 40 hours, which is I, the, the schedule of a, a staff nurse is just incredibly inconvenient. Um, so, you know, they, they come in at seven in the morning, but you know, your children have to be at, on the bus at eight o'clock. So <laughs> With us, it's, you know, your day's off, you're getting able to pick and you're able to kind of fluctuate between which, which days and which times you want to work. So it's, it's very convenient for a lot of different, uh, we call them IntelliPros. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's huge. And I would have loved that. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have you guys back when I was doing my nurse practitioner or pregnant and that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah. So how is it? Are there other companies like you out there or are you pretty much standalone? Yeah, there's uh there's definitely competition. Um, you know, other companies have have heard of our success. Um, you know, we were probably I'd say one of the first ones that that I know of um, to kind of do the the on-demand nursing and in facilities and hospitals. Um, you know, of course, there's always been big, large staffing companies. There's thousands of regular traditional staffing companies out there. Um, but to actually build your own app um, to actually you know tackle this. We were one of the first. Um, now we see about you know ten competitors out there, um, and other bigger staffer staffing firms that are either buying out competitors or they're trying to invest in technology themselves to build. Um, but you know we have a, a good, a strong market um, presence in a lot of the areas that we're in. Um, but it's definitely going to be more of a challenge going into other markets where people are, you know, have already approached these facilities. They're already having a a relationship and well, I already use that app. That's, you know, what the facilities are going to say. We already have an app provider. Um, you know, you still have to sell what, what are our benefits? What are our core principles and how we're going to still serve you more than anybody else can serve you. 
So in terms of starting up a staffing agency, did you go into this knowing that you needed, I don't know, like 50,000 or 100,000 or whatever it is, uh, a startup cost and how did you fund that? Did, did you have people help you or how did you sponsor that? Yeah, um, no, you know, we, we went in with no money, um, <laughs> kind of using, I mean, I, we had some savings and whatnot, um, which we eventually credit drank. cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of credit cards, which thankfully I, I tracked my expenses. So when we raised some capital, um, you know, I got to give me reimbursed for some of it. I didn't track all of it, um, but you know, it's. I think when we started bringing additional folks that um, that had a you know existing presence in the business world and the finance world, um, you know, we had to very quickly go out there and get. Um, factoring, which is payroll factoring. Um, that was kind of the, it's a necessity to cover your payroll. Um, if you have, you know, 200 nurses for you working 20 hours a week, you know, it's just, it's waiting for your facilities to pay you back. Um, sometimes it's 90 days before a facility pays you back. Um, so you still have to cover that money. So that's kind of, um, you know, initially credit cards and all of a sudden credit cards didn't work enough. So it's, it's going out there and kind of selling back to factoring um, payroll providers, companies that can lend you 80% uh, of what you're looking for. Um, and then as you grow, um, you know, you're always capped out by some lenders. So it's, it's jumping to the, the next company that can, can support your growth, um, can support your payroll. Um, and then from there, of course, it's, you know, going on to the angel investors. And then, you know, with us, it's, it went on to going to, to venture capital, um, you know, due to, you know, a lot of the technology advances that we're having and, and our, our, I guess, um, are wanting to grow, um, grow really quickly um, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, other technology um, investors and platforms and entrepreneurs out there that are always looking for the next next best next opportunity mm -hmm. um so if you know if we don't grow fast enough then somebody else might take the business as well so right uh, now are your nurses are they 1099 employees or do you have to pay them as part-time employees yeah um when we first started off when we were very very young um we started with a 1099 and quickly transitioned to employees um you know, it's, there's definitely a debate amongst other platforms um, of on-demand two-sided economy platforms that there might be an argument for doing 1099s, but in the healthcare world, when you have a manager, um, when you have training, um, you know, you, you'll eventually get shut down um, for running a 1099 operation, even though there's others that do it. Um, it's just, there's so many regulations in healthcare and there's so much policy and procedures that you have to force not force, but, you know, enforce um, nurses to follow that, you know, those classifications of what a 1099 versus an employee is, I just don't, I don't see it being a possibility and you'll eventually not, not last um, in regards to getting some type of large lawsuit on your company. So right. we, uh, we transitioned probably about six months after we started and realized that it was too much of a risk. So we switched over to employee based. Now we're, you know, we've, we've added, you know, healthcare benefits and other type of features um, that you know, our part-time employees can have, which is just great. And, you know, it's definitely something that in the future that we're working our way up to, we can offer um, 401ks and things like that. So that's definitely in the plans. Oh, wow. For part-time employees. That's the plan. You that know. is incredible. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I want to join. <laughs> um, so, wow, this is, that's really 
Um, that's really incredible. So now I have a lot of nurses in the Facebook group that are interested in starting staffing agencies. And my personal kind of bias has always been like, uh, God, that's a really tough field to start in because obviously we all have a bunch of nursing friends and we feel like we could place some people but when it comes down to getting contracts with hospitals and then really navigating those schedules and the whole shebang um, what is kind of your advice to people that are thinking about starting staffing agencies and kind of avoid it's mistakes that you would try and avoid in retrospect yeah i would not do it on my own. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, because it's a 20, I mean, when you're starting off, it's a 24 hour business, particularly if you're in the per diem world, um, you know, it, you're, you're running a, a 24 hour call center. Um, so, you know, you, you would need partners um, to do it. You know, I think there, there is exceptions. Um, you know, there's most staffing agencies, nurse staffing agencies out there actually travel staff staffing. Um, when you go to the big conferences, you know, 95% of the the big companies and the companies out there that healthcare staff are travel nurse companies. And I think that's a little bit less um, demanding uh, because you're booking, you know, a 13-week or 12-week contract with a, with a facility that, you know, they there's a lot of different um, staffing agencies that are also competing for the same contract, but it's not like it's it's – you know, hidden and you really have to go out there and, and sign a, uh, an exclusive deal. Um, you know, if you're, if you're familiar with the hospital world and you have connections and you already are working or know of uh, facilities that use travelers, um, you could go there and, and sign, you know, a contract if you could fill their shift. Um, so I would say that for, you know, somebody small that maybe a one or two person operations that wasn't, you know, wasn't interested in building, you know, lots of complicated technology to try to to manage the per diem world um that would be probably the way i would go um it's a little bit more steady as far as you have a 13 week contract or 12 week contract you have all that revenue coming in and you're working on the next spot um so you know and even when i'm at the conferences for staffing a lot of the per diem um staffing agencies they still talk about how they don't do anything less than four weeks so you know what we're doing is the shift by shift basis to try to take that on as an individual or somebody without you know funding to try big, building technology it would be you know you'd probably die young um that's what I, I'm, I'm thinking and hopefully i don't um but yeah i would say i would say look look towards the travel to start look for the 12 or 13 15 week contracts um, look for the facilities um, that have a need. Um, there's other avenues out there that we don't work with. Um, you know, it's outpatient facilities. Um, some of those, those areas, surgical centers and things like that, um, that will still take the, the longer contracts, um, but they're being less aggressively pursued by other staffing companies. Why is that? Why, why wouldn't you want to be in that area? Uh, I think everyone has their niche. Um, and I think the biggest niche is the travel hospital. Um, I just think that there's less, um, there's less agencies that are concentrating on an area. I don't think that it's not a good area to go. Um, you know, would we go and go to, a say an assisted living, um, versus a larger long-term acute, acute care hospital, let's just say, um, you know, we know that 
it would take longer to go to the long-term acute, acute care hospital um, to sign the deal, but we'll have a lot more spots to fill versus the assisted living, which you know has a couple of CNA shifts. So I think it's the same way with the outpatient centers. Um, you know, it's a smaller um, organization or smaller client, so there's definitely less shifts to fill and less revenue to produce. Um, but you know, people can do it, and it's just how do you scale up your sales and marketing to actually, you know, hit that particular niche and do it in an economical way. Mm -hmm. So we we've decided to stay into the post-acute space. Um, that's kind of where we want to live, um, just because there's you know, we could master kind of our, our niche um, versus trying to just spread ourselves out with everything. You know, we're not going nor we're not going near a physical therapist or allied health right now. Um, we're just sticking to nurses and we're sticking to, to post-acute. Um, we're going to become really good at what we do, um, perfect it, and then maybe later on when we're a large company, we can start talking about going to other avenues. Right, right. So does post-acute, does that include rehab facilities? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so there's, uh, you know, even though they're a smaller amount, we, we actually, there's, there's actually some detox facilities as well um, that are in our, our kind of um, our groups of facilities that we work at. But there's assisted livings, there's nursing homes, there's rehabs, there's LTACs, there's psych hospitals, uh, just not the major acute care emergency department um, type hospitals that we're working with. Okay. And you, you do training for your staff as well, right? Yeah, it's all digital. Um, okay. How did so you we, develop that? Uh, we made it ourselves. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've, you know, when we started, it was more of sign a document and, and go for it. Um, but we, we actually have our, our joint commission accreditation survey tomorrow, which is exciting. Oh, wow. Um, so <laughs> and you're doing this interview today. <laughs> we're doing it today. So, so, you know, we've, you know, with the joint commission, we've added a lot of different competency tests, a lot of skills checklists. Um, but, you know, about a year into it, I started um, dabbling down making 2D animations. Um, you know, I use contractors through Upwork, um, which is a platform where you can hire independent graphic artists and 3D animators and even developers. Um, so I've, you know, I've made scripts and I've made kind of funny animations that are interactive that people can watch in their app. You know, mostly I think because there's not much good content or interactive nursing education out there right now. Um, even some of the bigger players that sell to hospitals, I, I, I just don't think it's that that fun to do. I think it's kind of long drawn out and you're kind of listening to one person talk. Um, the graphics aren't really that good. So I think it's definitely a, an area where more nurses should concentrate on actually kind of ha growth hacking that area. Um, so I've, I've done it with our, you know, our own nurses and had, you know, a couple of thousand nurses take on our videos and working on getting some CEUs for that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a, uh, it's, it's not easy to do yourself, but if you get the right resources to do it, there's definitely room to grow in that area as well. Right. So how did you get the joint commission to come in? Is that something that you pay them and they come in and, and, and take a look at your program? Yeah. Yeah. They, they accredit staffing agencies, um, which is, you know, what we are, even though some people say we're a technology company. Um, we're a healthcare staffing firm and they, you know, it's kind of a lot of staffing companies need to get their accreditation very soon because they start working with some of the major hospitals. Um, and sometimes if you're going to be a primary supplier of a hospital and you're doing their per diem, um, that would be a requirement. There's a little bit less requirements for some of the smaller facilities and they, you know, we actually haven't been asked for it by a facility yet, um, but we're getting it. Um, 
you know, just to make sure that we're at the, the highest level we can. Um, and, you know, some, there are some states uh, that we want to enter that also say that you have to get the accreditation within two years. So that's definitely one of the reasons where we're going. But, you know, looking at some of their policies, practices, and operational sense of what the Joint Commission required, it's great to kind of see what others are doing. Um, you know, we made our business without knowing anything about staffing. Um, none of us knew anything about staffing. We kind of just learned as we went. Irony. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, we, we don't, we don't have, we don't have anybody that we've hired that actually has come from staffing either. It's kind of all outside innovators. Of course, we've, uh, you know, worked with some consultants and kind of got some opinions on different, um, what to do and what not to do. But I think it's just kind of a, a trial and error thing. And I think the only real thing that we've, we really um, now are doing, of course, is with Joint Commission coming in, there's, there's definitely standards um, and regulations that is kind of industry practices, which, you know, you wouldn't know until you actually start going down that world. So now we have all these skills checklists and different type of um, features that we can classify our nurses and different type of uh, quality and retraining, which we're already working on, but we just got a kind of a, a leg up as far as classifying what issues um, are bucketed into which group. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's incredible. <laughs> so that's just, how long has this been? How long has this whole thing taken you? Yeah, I, I look at my LinkedIn profile, it says four and a half years. <laughs> I think I think that was me kind of hanging out, kind of dreaming about it for about six months or a year. So it's, it's a little bit over three years now uh, yeah. that we've been really um, staffing nurses into facilities. And it's, it's been great. It's been it's been growing great. Yeah, I feel like uh, I, I can really relate to that. You know, let me think about it for six months and really just kind <laughs> yeah. of map it out and dream about it. And then one day you take a step and it's like, yep, yeah, <laughs> changes your life. Right. It sure does. And it's, it's a great journey. So, yeah. Um, well, tell us where nurses can find you, facilities can find you. How can we get more information? Sure. Uh, our website is where to go. Um, so it's IntelliCare.com. I-N-T-E-L-Y-C-A-R-E.com. Um, you know, I think we're on all the social media platforms, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, and Facebook. And yeah, we, facilities can always give us a call. We have phones. Um, <laughs> we're not the original Uber approach that doesn't answer our phones. We have uh, full staffed on that, that criteria. Which uh, states are you in? Yeah, so we let me let me kind of work around the map here. So uh, Massachusetts, uh, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Illinois, uh, Florida. We're moving into Maine, um, and New Jersey. We're we're moving into as well. So we're really concentrating out the the East Coast, and we're going into the Midwest now. Um, and Florida is kind of one of those big markets that everyone's interested in because of the amount of facilities and nursing homes out there and the hospitals. Um, so those states right now, it's, we'll be in more soon. All right. Well, I'm in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, so I will spread the word to the nurses I know. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, Chris, um, any final words? Uh, I would say for, you know, final words for entrepreneurs out there, uh, don't try doing it yourself. Um, get a very smart team. Hire somebody that's smarter than you, um, because if not, you're, you're only setting yourself up for not succeeding as much. Right. And a very expensive road. <laughs> to exactly. Follow. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for this. Thank you very much for having me, Katie. All right.